Happy Woo Wednesdays! Wedding photographers, I have a lead generation masterclass coming up. Fill your inbox with inquiries live. Go to my website, heckyesmedia.co, and sign up for my newsletter. You'll be the first one to hear about all the details. I love this conversation today with Jordan Kentris from A Good Day, Inc. He makes the most amazing stationery for couples and website and designs for wedding professionals. We geeked out today on user experience, ideal client, different textures of papers, inclusivity, brand values, and so much more. Enjoy! Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, I'm Carissa Wu, your host of Get a Heck Yes. Welcome back. I have a very special guest. His name is Jordan Kentris, and he is a founder and owner of a boutique design firm, A Good Day, which was created to serve planners and their lecture couples, one of a kind stationery that establishes a unique brand for each event. Jordan is a UX designer by trade and utilizes his experience to work with businesses own, business owners on their branding. An innovator in the industry, he was recognized by BizBash as one of the most inventive people in 2020. That's crazy. As well as a finalist for NACE, one award, uh, awards inventor of the year. Wow, congratulations on those accolades. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you so much, Kristen. Uh, it's always weird hearing that stuff back. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because, um, well, I met you through um, Heidi Thomas's, we were both um, speakers at... Yes. A bookmore wedding summit and i was just so like impressed by your work and you're the first like designer on my podcast so i'm excited to talk to yeah 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 your work is incredible i was just blown away by your website obviously you make websites um and your designs and your stationery but in your words tell us a little bit about yourself i mean i've, I've been doing websites since i was a kid actually um <laughs> but <laughs> i used to make uh sites for the sims uh oh. had a couple of fan sites yeah i was really into that uh and uh, neopets if anyone knows neopets yeah um old games anyway that was a long time ago but that's how i learned how to code and um then i went to school for web design and development and kind of went down that route and went down into the world of advertising really big brands really cool interesting space and then about eight years ago my brother was getting married and I missed working with my hands um and I was on the computer all day every day for work but I needed to craft because I always made things as a kid and did art all through school but it kind of lost itself mm-hmm. um and when my brother's getting married i volunteered to do his wedding invitations because i'm obsessed with paper and i was like oh i'll figure all of this out wow. um 
it was an insane project to start with. It was probably the worst idea I could have done. Um, <laughs> it was great. It turned out amazing. But they had a really big wedding. And I think I printed collectively like fourteen or 1,500 pieces. It was a four-piece wedding suite. I learned to letterpress, foil, laser cut, like all the things in my first job. <laughs> wow. I never recommend. <laughs> um, but it sparked my love for it. And then from there, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do more of this. And that's kind of where we're at. Wow. Eight years on. <laughs> Let's take it back to when you're a kid and you started making websites for like Sims and um, Neopets. Um, how did like this love for making websites spark so early? Did your parents like introduce you to it or did you find it online? Cause I was definitely not making websites as a kid. <laughs> um, I was always exposed to a lot of tech. So my dad, used to own a Radio Shack, um, oh, okay. just like an electronic store, um, as a kid. So like he had it for like 10 years while I was growing up. And I was always exposed to like the latest things because he was stocking them in the store. So I was always obsessed with how things worked and, and those kind of things. And then, you know, I'm an inquisitive person and was like, oh, I like this. I want to do more of this. And so I learned when I did those sites, I created like a fan site and had a membership subscription and all these things. And I'm like, I have no idea. I was like 12 <laughs> when I started, but I loved it. Um, and then it kind of stuck with me, which has been awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. That, that, that really gives me some clarity. We have, we have a radio shack. I'm in LA, you're in Canada um okay tell me a little bit more about your brother's wedding so your brother's wedding um you wanted to you're, you're hungry for like using your hands again you wanted to be creative but you put together this big suite like I know you like kind of were inquisitive and you knew how to um you learned how to do that but like after that like tell me about like the experience what were the takeaways and what you like used um to like did you start your business right away after that yeah <laughs> the business started literally Right after that, I um, spent about six months developing a line of semi-custom wedding suites uh, and launched at a big wedding show up here locally. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go out, I'll get a booth, all these things. My husband's like, holy, holy cow. <laughs> but I was like, no, we're doing this. Because <laughs> um, for me, I'm like a very determined person once I get an idea in my head. Uh -huh. And... Um, I will do everything I can to make it feasible and possible wow. um, and, and work my butt off until it happens. Um, and so when I was working on this suite, I was like, at least for me, there were, there's some really great stationers locally to me, but there's only a couple that do the kind of work that I, I loved. And so I was like, oh, there's a huge need in our market for things that are unique and different and colorful because everyone else does beautiful work but it just feels very much the same and for me I was like I don't gravitate towards that and so I was like I was missing that that way that I view interior design and architecture and those things I didn't see a lot of that coming out of the industry and I was like I was like this is cool I was like I need to figure this out <laughs> wow okay so a good day ink did it happen like you said right away like the name came um about but tell me, like, kind of so the name's actually my husband. So the, the name is the funny story of my name is actually the business name was my husband's company. Oh. Um, he's a published author. Okay. Uh, and he started up his own publishing company called The Good Day Press, which has since folded. But 
um, I was like, I love a good day. Um, I'll incorporate it. And we can run your stuff through my business um, for like a lot of different tax reasons. And then when he folded his stuff, I was like, okay, a good day works for a variety of reasons. When you look at an event, I want people to have a good day. Like there's a little play on words within there. Um, But it also just felt nice and easy. Um, It's inspired by um, our wedding song, actually, um, by this artist. Her name is Priscilla Ahn. And um, amazing. amazing. Um, And the song is called It's Going to Be a Good Day. And so that's where that kind of fed into all of that. And so it was just... Priscilla. All built on our, all built on our love. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never actually got a wedding day, so that's so cool. Because, yeah, she's Asian, and I follow her. <laughs> yeah, no, we we love her music's beautiful, and yeah, for our wedding song, we again we wanted something not very traditional, but it just had so much meaning to us that we were like, that's it, one. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about your wedding. I mean, your business, but I want to ask you about your wedding. What kind of style was it? So funny enough, so my husband and I eloped um, 12 years ago, just the two of us, no, nothing super formal. Um, we went off to Banff uh, and got married on the side of a mountain, just him and I with an officiant. And that was our wedding. Um, and then two years ago, we had bought a house and renovated it. And we had a vow renewal at our house, um, like a backyard barbecue. We had our favorite Thai restaurant catered it. The invitations were plantable seed invitations. Um, so that people could grow an herb garden with our invitations, which was really fun. Um, so we did it pretty lo-fi, but for us, that's all we wanted. And it was perfect for us because we were able to, you know, invest in our family and friends and do the things we wanted to. Um, but I love getting to be parts of everyone's day where it's always different. That's what I love about events is there's no two are ever the same. So that's what I loved about that side of it. It's a good day. What what does your company look like now? Very different. Um, <laughs> I mean, in a good way. Like the so the funny thing is that the pandemic shifted a lot for all of us. I feel like in the industry, but in my business, everything like came to a grinding halt. Um, and I was always running two sides of my business. One was my advertising side, where I was consulting um, for some really big clients and working on their websites. And then the other side was the stationary side. And they were always very separate. I never uh-huh. combined them. I never, no one in the wedding industry knew that I really did that. And then with the pandemic, it kind of sparked an opportunity for me to use both sides of my business brain wow. um, to support businesses. And I kind of put the two of them, my husband, honestly, the hilarious thing is my husband for like two years before the pandemic was like, you should combine your businesses. Oh. And I was like, no. I can't do that. It's too confusing. It's all whatever. And then when it happened, it was like a perfect kismet because then I could support my vendor friends through my experience in you know brand strategy and website design and how to how to do research and how to talk to customers and how to find customers and hold your audience. And then the other side is okay. So once I have that audience, how do I make them you know, beautiful? <laughs> oh, like yeah, and user experience. You have so much experience in that um say if like you were a wedding professional and you worked with you what um not just with consulting but like website design and um I mean website design would you would you do like all their design work too like logos um and all their branding too as well as the website 
we can do it all. Um, I'll, I'll say it that way. Um, so typically, most of my clients, it is more of full service where you know we will talk about their ideal customers. I'll help them do a little bit of work on that. We can define that. Uh, then we usually do some a brand refresh or a brand new brand. Um, and then from there, websites, and then, you know, taking it out after that, then we can look at, you know, business cards and, you know, branding that supports your business in a physical sense. Um, and, you know, you can go from there. I do some of my clients are like social media, I don't do the management side, but I can do graphics creation and email design and all that stuff. But that's just the cool thing with being a digital designer and a physical designer is I can see and run in a bunch of different spaces so it's a lot of fun that's so funny that your husband was like telling you to do that years ago and then oh. you like pandemic kind of refresh and be like oh that's actually a good idea thanks hubby <laughs> yeah and he was like yeah this could have been a while ago and I was like, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny it's it's sometimes like pandemic like it just everything stopped and it's just like this different lens like perspective of looking at your business differently I love that cool um what did, how do you get your heck what's your best heck yet Heck yes, sales technique to get your dream client. For me, it's my authenticity. Um, when I am not my true self in my humor, in my style of talking and the way that I present myself, I tend to stumble. Um, and when I can show up as I am um, and just embrace it and let the conversation go organically, that's always led to my most successful projects and my most successful relationships. Um, and so for me, the, the biggest thing has always has been finding my voice and then allowing my voice to be heard and said in a way that is authentic to me. That's an interesting answer because to actually realize that, like when you weren't being yourself, then it just maybe felt like not organic. And then maybe the conversation just like didn't go well. <laughs> well I, you, it, it, the conversation goes and I do the work, but I'm not as passionate about the work. And I can't put my best ideas forward because at times I'm put in a box. Someone is like, well, listen, I love this wedding invitation. I want it to look like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm recreating someone else's idea to a certain extent. So it's not as creatively enticing and challenging. For me, that is where I gain the most out of projects is that, that ideation period where we're coming up with ideas and I get to be like, what about this? Have you considered that? There's this really cool paper that does this. And you're like, oh, what, the, what is this? And that to me is where I'm like, I light up. Like when, when my clients, guests get their invitation and are just like blown away and I get that feedback from them, that is like, they're like, I can't wait to come to the event because this invitation is insane. <laughs> like, what is the wedding? What is the wedding going to look like? That to me, I'm like, yes, I did my job. <laughs> yeah, I've been a wedding photographer for 13 years and I've never photographed stationary like yours. So listeners, check your workout on Instagram and then go on your website. <laughs> but it's insane. But how would you describe your style? Um, I am a maximalist. I will say that <gasps> um, in the way that I approach design. Um, and for me, it's a bit of a multi-sensory experience. I love to use unconventional materials and I love to bring in a lot of outside influence into my design process. So I have a background in design. And for me, I look at fashion and architecture and, and movies and music. And I get to know my couples that way. And then we come up with something that represents them and the theme of the event. But I want really interesting touches 
that even when I work on like an all white suite for me, I'm like, okay, we're going to do like four different kinds of paper so that every time they touch something, it feels different. Oh my God. So there's some really unique ways you can bring in those sensory feelings. And, and that's, so that's where I get really excited because I love it when someone's like, I've never seen anything like this before. And I'm like, I've done my job. Uh, <laughs> like you look amazing as a couple because you're like, where did this come from? Uh, but that's that's where I get my joy. Um, and I'm also just like an obsessive hoarder of new materials. So I'm always like, where, where's this random paper from? I'm thinking like, I'm like, my daughter's kind of like you. And I'm like, it's definitely not from me, but she's always like finding new like textures and like hoarding stuff like in bags and like trying to pick up like rocks. And I'm like, where did this come from? I think it's from like my husband's dad or something. I mean my husband's probably driven up a wall sometimes when he's like where's this package from and I was like it came from Thailand (laughs) okay so tell us about your hot topic and why it's so near and dear to your heart so I think the thing that I love to talk about with user experience and finding your ideal client is oftentimes as small businesses, we tend to have created our business out of a need of our own. We don't always create it out of the need of our audience. Like we don't do that bit of research at the very beginning. It's for me, I wanted to create amazing stationery. I didn't know what my audience looked like. I was like, I just want to create really cool stuff. Um, And as I've learned over the years, who my ideal client is, is they appreciate all the things that make me me, but it's also how that fits into their event and how that fits into their thing. And so for me, what I love to talk about is how you define your ideal client, how you uncover that and how you keep changing that. So my ideal client from eight years ago is not my ideal client today. My ideal client last year is not my ideal client today either. Uh, because A, my, cha- my tastes have changed, but the nature of my clients has also changed. And not being afraid to adjust that over time I think is is the biggest thing because a lot of people are like this is who I sold to historically and so I can't move the needle because all my clients look like this and I'm like no just move the needle (laughs) like go to where you want to (laughs) go interesting so how do you use like your past clients to kind of find your ideal client so I look at the qualities that they had that I deemed successful so it might have been budget it might have been the working relationship it might have been the style like I take a look at the things that work in there that align to me and my brand values and then I kind of build a bit of a pattern so I take a look at the past 10 or 20 events um, and say okay you know these things worked really well like for you Chris it might be like you know a light and airy photography style and you're like, awesome, that is my vibe. Those are my people. And when they show me a dark and moody photo, you're like, not my people. Like, it's really easy to start to distinguish them when they like this. If someone comes to me and is like, I'm looking for a super minimalist suite in you know, traditional calligraphy. I'm like, I'm not your person. Good luck to you. <laughs> like, I, in the sense that there are people who do amazing work and I want you to support those businesses because what you get with me is not that. I could do it, but it's not where my passion lies. And I want to support the artist who's doing that amazing work. So go support them. That's just my philosophy because I want someone to be like, this isn't a project for me. That's a project for Jordan. Like that is the amazing part of our industry is 
there's a lot of work to go around and I think it's really important for us to share it when it doesn't always align to our, like, obviously we need money. This, this is outside of the, like, I'm in dire financial straits. Yeah, yeah. Or like, if I'm looking on an overall scale perspective, I want myself to be successful. I want my client relationship to be successful. In my case, the planner that I'm working with, I want them to be successful. And when I'm working on something that doesn't always align with me, I don't always get to the best outputs. And so that is that sense of clarity of finding those ideal clients and why the value really matters because then I can just, you know, bounce an idea off of you and you're going to love it. And I'll be like, awesome, because I know who you are as a person. Yeah. I mean, I like how you said about like your ideal client changes and you're using these like past best like 10 weddings and then you're kind of like creating this pattern but tell us a little bit more about the your brand values and how like we could find our own so there's quite a few things actually in my brand that it's kind of interesting so i'm a really big believer in sustainability as someone who mails a lot that seems like a really big contradiction (laughs) (laughs) um but i tend to source a lot like all of my branding is post-consumer uh, recycled materials in my papers, like I actually use a paper that's made of hemp um, as part of my business cards. Like I always find different ways of doing things that align the values of what my brand stands for. I reuse a lot of packaging. So it's kind of weird when someone spends you know thousands of dollars on their wedding invitation, then it comes in a repackaged FedEx box. But I'm like, listen, I'm not going to waste oh. materials. It's a box I can reuse because oh. inside it's perfectly pristine, but I'm like outside, I'm going to save that thing from going to landfill. And so I align certain elements of my brand in that sense to come forward in how I present ideas. Um, And then depending on the scale of the client, we do some really cool things. There's like, you know, vegetable-based inks. There's, you know, digital invitations. There's a lot of different ways that we can hone in sustainability. Um, The other thing is inclusivity is really important to my brand. I'm LGBTQ. Uh, My husband is gender fluid. And for me, it's really important as a brand that I I, I cater to every audience and I want everyone to feel seen and heard and welcomed. Um, And we have quite a few friends who are um, on the kind of trans spectrum. And there's some really interesting conversations about inclusivity that I love to have with my clients about, you know, oftentimes traditional invitations, you address them to Mr. and Mrs. Uh And, you know, those honorifics can be really triggering to people who don't, don't see themselves in those ways. And so having those conversations with clients about how do you want your guests to identify themselves? Do you have a lot of guests who are across the inclusivity spectrum? And, you know, do we want to do name tags? Like, it depends on the audience, obviously. But there's a lot of conversations people don't necessarily think of having. You know, male-female washrooms. Do you want to label them gender-neutral washrooms? Like, just little things that make it so that everyone who comes to the event feels seen and heard and welcomed. Um, So, for me, that's a really important thing that I like to talk about with my couples. I love that. I'm glad I asked that question because... I actually never like, I don't know. I feel like every question I asked you, like your answers are so good. (laughs) I actually like really get it. You know what I mean? Like you really go like really deep. Um, That's very interesting. That's so cool. Um, 
How, how do you tailor your website based on what your ideal client looks for? I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. So a lot of the times, I have an exercise I do with uh, with my the way that I, I hone my ideal client down, especially for me kind of leaning towards the luxury bend a bit, um, is I like to talk to my clients about where they shop, what they look for, what they buy outside of the event. Um, and so for me, I love to align to the fashion brands that they go for because I can emulate their marketing. I can I can speak to them in a way that they're already familiar with and their buying behavior and their their patterns are like, this is where my like advertising brain comes in. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really fun to be able to say, hey, I had a client a few years back and we didn't really talk about it, but I could tell her aesthetic by the way she dressed. And I was like, she was very minimalist in the way she presented herself. She was a lot of black and white, and gray um, in her aesthetic and the wedding was black and white. Um, and I was like, if your wedding was a fashion brand, I feel like it would be Chloe. And she's like, that's my favorite brand. And I was like, amazing. I was like, I could tell without having those conversations, but I'm a very big, passionate person for fashion um, that I, I read about all those things and I, I can have those conversations. And for me, then I'm like, okay, cool. I know, I know exactly what your event should feel like because you know how that associates as a brand. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so for me, that's that's something that I love to do as I'm working with my clients because it allows me to get into their headspace in a very different way versus, you know, what's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? Like those things are amazing and really helpful. But I'm like, I want to do some data mining. That's like, what couch do you have? Who manufactures your furniture? Like, tell me those things when you appreciate those things. My clients appreciate design and high quality materials. And then we can have those like-minded conversations. Um, yeah. That's so what... then it allows us to connect on a very different level. That's cool. I never thought of that. What would you say my brand is or what company or hmm. I don't know if you even looked at my Instagram, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, I have, let me, let me do a little, I can do some on the fly sleuthing. It's Carissa Wu photography. Yeah. <laughs> that you could actually do this um, exercise with your couples but also wedding professionals when you're making their website so that's a really cool exercise Mm. (laughs) 
because your your personal brand and your wedding brand are very different in the way that you present them yes there's similarities I can tell from your like your love of this kind of like peachy Uh tones (laughs) from a brand perspective I'm trying to see what kind of fashion brand I'm getting a bit of like I mean I love your photography style um and your couples are really kind of like boho without being overly literal uh-huh, uh-huh. that's what I'm kind of getting like just the there's a lot of really interesting details in your work uh-huh. um I don't know I'm kind of like I'm a bit of like anthropology yeah, but also uh, a bit of yeah, okay. exactly I would say anthropology. um farm Rio a little bit but not as much on the heavy patterns but yeah you've got a really I'd say yeah your clients would align with that aesthetic as yeah. well because they're pretty eclectic they're really unique Yep, um, but it also allows <laughs> flexibility within that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I don't know much about branding or aesthetics, which is funny because I'm a wonderful photographer. I know what I like, but uh, <laughs> yeah. designer, actually like an interior designer came to my house. She's like, in this like little area of your living room, there's like five different styles because <laughs> I just don't know. Like I was just like, get whatever I want. Like I have no vision or um you know, I went on Pinterest, but I didn't take those quizzes. It's just like, boom, 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 like, like everything was furnished in five seconds. Like, <laughs> so. I mean, that's the amazing thing. Like our house is all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, but that's because we're like, we're going to surround ourselves with things that we love. Um, and the thing that unifies us is color and pattern um, oh. throughout the house. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we use a lot of different, like, uh, so I'm, uh, in my studio, I have a, an art wall over here. Oh. So I, I've been collecting um, alternative movie posters for probably like seven or eight years, but I've never been able to put them up. And so when we got this new house in, in May, I was like, listen, I need a space. Oh. So my whole top floor of my house is a library. There's our guest room and then my studio. And I have all of my posters up. And it's amazing because I'm like, all the things that inspire me daily are now in my viewpoint that I can go and just kind of energize myself. Um, But it's a nice, it's a contradiction of styles. But for me, that's also how I view my work is it is a the personal eclectic mix is what makes it unique. Yeah, I like I like that word eclectic. That is definitely you for sure. How do you structure your website for scannability and ease of conversion? It's a fun one. (laughs) So oftentimes we tend to overthink the structure of a website. Um, And people come to your site for very specific things. Everyone, anytime you're doing anything is always needs-based. I'm looking for pricing. I'm looking for your gallery. I'm looking to contact you. Like you have to think about the need of your client. In my case, it might be like, someone's looking for a website. Someone's looking for a brand. Someone's looking for all the things. Like who knows? (laughs) But you try and cater your structure to what those needs would be. Um, so in your case, per se, it would be like, I'm looking for a wedding photographer. I'm going to look for their pricing, their portfolio, past work, you know, potentially reviews, um, and I want to talk to them. So you have to think about how I structure that in a way that is clear and concise and easy to understand because our clients are also comparing us against other people. So I'm not saying copy what everyone else is doing, but if most of your direct competitors are calling something a gallery. I wouldn't necessarily call your 
portfolio. You could call it the portfolio that aligns to your brand, but I wouldn't call it pictures or something like that where they're like, it's a disconnect yeah. in how everyone else does it because you want to give people the best ammunition possible to then select you. Um, so if you make it really difficult for people to find things, like I think the, the when people try and get really clever with naming things and they make it really interesting and they're like, I want to be different for, for because I want to be different. That to me is a huge issue because you've now created a usability problem where someone is like, what does this mean? Like, what is, what is camera obscura? And you're like, well, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what that is. <laughs> what would be under that category of content? Um, so it's really about being logical in the way that you label and building the structure of the website. And by that, I mean, if you look at the, the way that the navigation is laid out, typically you start on the left with homepage and some of the most important content. And then usually in the middle is about and kind of information because we scan with our eyes. We start on the left, oftentimes we'll skip the middle parts and we look at the rate. And the rate is always a primary call to action. Contact us, inquire, book now, shop, any of those things are typically in the right because as a consumer, my mind is trained to scan there based on a lot of different behaviors. Um, and so with web, a lot of us are trained by Google in how to search the internet. A lot of us from Amazon are taught how to buy based on the way that Amazon, like they're just patterns you see, you don't really recognize it, but you bring those patterns with you from all the ways you interact with things even when you hit a wedding professional's website. And so you're going to look for similar cues. And when you can emulate some of those behaviors, you're in a much better space to help with that conversion. But when it comes to conversion, make it easy and make it simple. Um, a lot of times we're like, well, I need all the information in the world before you contact me. So I'm going to put a 40 question questionnaire <laughs> in front of you before to determine if you're going to be a good client for me. To me, that is a big deterrent. I'm not saying, I, I think a form is valid and asking a little bit of a questionnaire is super valid, but you can hone some of those things out during a follow-up questionnaire once they've made it through a little bit of a hurdle, or you can have those conversations during your pre-screenings and all those elements um, because you want to give them a way to feel like they've accomplished something and it's not a ton of work. You want to give allow them to give you enough information for you to make an, an educated guess uh, and decision if they're going to be the right kind of people. Um, yeah. But it is super challenging when I put a bunch of barriers in front of you that you then have to jump through. I'm likely going to bounce and go find someone else. Wow, that's a great answer. Uh, <laughs> trying to wrap my head around all that, but that's interesting that you said about the Amazon website because we're all familiar with that website. Um, so it's kind of like, we're just so used to clicking on all of the, um, the headers. So that's kind of how our website should be. Um, I love that. And it's interesting, like you have that woo factor. You That's your selling factor because you were in advertising for so long and you worked in client and user experience for so long. And someone else like that didn't, they don't have this knowledge. Um, I was in the advertising industry too, but on the interactive side. So that's, that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to add about user experience and finding your ideal client? 
I mean, what I love about it is no two clients are the same. And when doing this kind of work, the, the amazing thing, actually, I'll say about, about doing the research side of your business is you actually can uncover new revenue streams and new opportunities in your business you didn't really think about. Because, you know, as a business owner, we think about things in our own way. But oftentimes, your clients will ask you things that could potentially be an ask that you didn't even realize. Um, and so that is the exciting part of the research side of user experience that I love about them either self-identifying opportunities or finding out what their pain points are and were okay. um, can allow you to find niches in the industry that make you a little bit different and add to your value prop that you can then sell back to future clients because maybe the way that you, you know, the way that you approach um, offboarding your clients, maybe they're like, I loved Carissa, how I got my gallery and you sent me my photos and all those things. That to me was really special. I would love for you to get a review that talks about that. And then you put that in your selling process. Like the way that we're going to work together at the end of your wedding is equally as strong as it is at the beginning. Oh. Because some folks, their offboarding might be, okay, thanks. Goodbye. Here's your gallery. Goodbye. Like, yeah. like we're done. You paid me all my money. Thank you. Uh -huh. But, you know, maybe yours, for example, is very different from that approach. Um, and then you can really hone that message in. And then someone can be like, oh, wow. I'm looking at two identical photographers. One might be a little bit more expensive, but the value I'm getting out of that seems like it's so much more based on how people are talking about it. Oh, I love that you say that because I'm struggling with offboarding these days because before I would, you know, spend a lot of time on the blog with my clients and then send it to them and they'd be so stoked and do all this stuff. But now I'm like, I spend my time doing the coaching so I'm not blogging and I'll make the reel and stuff and I'll send them a gift, guess, uh, I mean, a gift and call it a day, but it just like, doesn't seem like enough um, that offboarding, like no one has ever talked about offboarding. People have talked about onboarding, but it's like, I've talked to brides and they said it's depressing after the wedding because everyone's like not on your jock anymore. <laughs> People uh, are just, no, like, it's, not you, it's you know? a very weird, I don't yeah. know, like, business transaction done thank you goodbye exactly. exactly so that is a really good tip and a very unique tip um let's go into a little bit of rapid fire questions these are just more fun but what is your favorite pastime to do with your hubby uh we, we watch a lot of tv um, um his favorite tv show is gilmore girls um oh, we've seen it so many times <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, TV and movies are our biggest pastime. Nice. Oh, and cooking. I'll say cooking. He went to culinary school before becoming a teacher, and we love to cook. Oh, what does he do now? I used a publishing company, but... Um... Uh, he's a teacher. She's actually a vice principal in an elementary school. Wow, that's amazing. Cool, cool. What is your favorite furniture shop? Uh, Crate and Barrel. Okay. Oh, yeah, me too. Crate and Barrel. Perfect. Um, coachy question, but if you had a magic wand, where would you see your company, your business in three months, 90 days? I would like to be doing a consult with the client in California. <laughs> Ooh, okay, maybe I can make that happen. <laughs> 
I'm all the, I'm a Cali girl, so. <laughs> Uh, for me, um, I've been growing my footprint in the U.S. because all my stuff is shippable. Um, and so for me, that's where I want to keep growing my audience and, and my expertise because it, the, the work is there um, and I feel like they can contribute. Yes, 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 yes. Um, say a wedding professional out there is struggling to get business um, and just make their dreams come true. What best advice would you give them? Aside from finding your voice, that would be the, the main thing. Um, that's what makes you different. Um, I would say don't be afraid to like launch something and put it out there. Uh, oftentimes we get really stuck in it's not perfect, it's not ready. The amazing thing in the digital world is what my website looked like yesterday, you have no idea because you weren't there. When you log on today, I could change the whole website to a different color. And you had no idea that it was green yesterday and today it's blue. So the amazing thing with that is you can change it. It costs little to no money. Um, might be a web designer's time. But like the flexibility of just putting it out there and getting feedback is super important. So don't be afraid to, to yeah. test and learn versus hold on until it's ready to go because you'll never do it. That, that is a good part of the creative process and very important. I said that was the last question, but one more question because I want to know this, but what's like your best networking tip for to get in the door with wedding planners? Um, for me, it's about relationships. So oftentimes it's the people that I know who can introduce me or when I'm at a physical networking event, I find again, like I will try and be the loudest dressed person in a room um that is my aesthetic so i'm not saying everyone needs to do that but find a thing that makes you unique like if you love hats wear a hat um because the people who love that aesthetic will gravitate towards those things and so for me i want to be presented as the way that my work presents itself and so i always show up as my outputs and so i wear a lot of color and pattern and texture and unique shoes and Whatever, but that's me, again, that's me as a person, but that's also me as a brand. Um, and so I want people to recognize that that I'm not the like quiet minimalist designer because I dress like a clown <laughs> in a nice way. But like, but that I want someone to be like, holy cow, you look really cool. Where'd yeah. you get those shoes? And then I'm like, oh, by the way, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what do you do? I'm a designer. Well, I'm a designer. And you're like, we can have those conversations in really unique ways because it is an icebreaker that, as an introverted extrovert, like I am super like stand in the corner in an event until I open myself up. Oh. Um, so those things are ways that I can break down my barriers immediately because someone talks to me about something that I love. Yeah, I just went to an event and I wore the craziest dress and it just felt so good to have people talk to me <laughs> because of my dress. I know, yeah, it's so cool. Like, I. I I wore these amazing shoes in the event. They're like, oh my God, your shoes. I was like, I know, I love them. <laughs> You're like, right. Okay, so tell everyone where to find you and your generous freebie. Yeah, so um, you can check us out on our website, uh, agooddayinc.com, uh, uh, as well as our Instagram, uh, agooddayinc. Uh, and the freebie, I am offering a, um, a discount actually to our 15 minute client bootcamp. So it's a like self-led little program. Um, you guys can go in there and it has prompts about what kind of questions you should ask your previous clients. Oh. 
a little bit of a framework about how to identify your ideal client. It's just something that a lot of people don't really know what kind of questions to ask or what an ideal client looks like. So it's just a starting point, but I love it. And people, I've gotten really good feedback that it at least starts a conversation and plants some seeds for people um, as that early stepping point. Yay. Thank you, Jordan. This is a fun conversation. Thank you so much, Carissa. It's been awesome. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.